So through podcasting, I've just, my confidence, I don't even know how to describe it. That confidence just, it just blew up in a good way. And, and it's been fascinating to see. And now I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll do this and I'll do that and I'll try this. And so through podcasting, I really kind of, I found 10-year-old Dominic again, I guess. that that That's what happened. I found 10-year-old Dominic who liked to, you know, tell the news and tell stories. And so now I'm a 40-year-old guy telling the news and telling stories. So there you go. Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife, where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. Adulting can be hard, but you don't have to go it alone. I created this podcast to give you inspiration and let you know you're not alone in feeling stuck in midlife. Both men and women are welcome here, but if you are a woman, I also invite you to join our Midlife Uprising community for women, where we're making waves and reimagining what it means to age. Being part of this community for women will remind you on a regular basis that you're not too old and it's never too late to do that thing you've been thinking about. You can find more information at latebloomerliving.com forward slash community and I hope to see you there. Hello, my friend. Do you ever think about your 10-year-old self? What were you like when you were 10? What did 10-year-old you think your life was going to look like when you were grown up? I've been thinking a lot lately about the power we had when we were 10 years old. I don't know about you, but I had big dreams when I was 10. I had a picture in my head for what my adult life was going to look like. And I was living large, folks. (laughs) But here's the thing, when I was 10, my interests were pure. I hadn't yet started to worry so much about looking cool. That came into play more through adolescence, I think. I just celebrated my 55th birthday. And if you've been following me on Instagram or listening to recent episodes of this podcast, you might already know that to celebrate the three-year anniversary of the podcast and as an early birthday gift to myself, I decided to buy a shiny new pair of roller skates. They are so cool. They are blue with blue wheels that light up when I roll. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm telling you this because Roller skating is something that I loved to do when I was 10 years old. I spent a couple of years rolling down the sidewalk on my skates almost every day from like 10 to 12, I don't know, 10 to 13 years old. And when I was on my skates, I felt like I was flying. I felt free. Now, it's been over 40 years since I've been on my skates. So when I first put on these beauties, I was super wobbly. By the way, I did buy pads and helmet and they have indeed come in handy. But man, oh man, am I having fun getting used to being on my wheels again. It turns out that skating still feels a little like flying to me. 
And I have been warned about the possibilities of breaking a hip. But I feel like life is just too damn short to stop ourselves from doing something we enjoy out of the fear of hurting ourselves, especially when we can do things like wear protective gear. Okay, so anyway, I've been wondering why I've been so eager to get back to roller skating. I mean, am I trying to reclaim my youth? Do, do I want to go back to being 10 years old? No. But what I think I want to get back in touch with is that feeling that anything is possible. I am more confident and less wobbly every time I put my skates on. And I have to wonder how that confidence might translate into other parts of my life. I think when we gain confidence in any area of our lives, there's a spillover effect. For example, the me who started this podcast three years ago is a very different person from the person who's speaking to you today. The confidence that I've gained from producing the podcast has spilled over into many other areas of my life. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest because I think he's a great example of this idea. Dominic Lawson is an award-winning podcast producer of the Black is America podcast, which highlights little-known African-American figures and stories. His podcast helps tell the story of America through the lens of the African-American experience. And as if that wasn't enough, (laughs) he also produces two other podcasts for Meadows Behavioral Healthcare. Dominic is quite a bit younger than I am. I believe he's the second millennial ever to be on this podcast, having turned 40 uh, last year. But Dominic is what you might call an old soul. He is an army veteran who was forced to retire early, really early, at the age of 22 due to health conditions. Early retirement really threw him for a loop but also led him to where he is today. Isn't it funny how the events that we initially perceive to have blown us off course end up leading us to right where we need to be? It turns out that storytelling through the medium of podcasting is exactly what makes Dominic feel happy, confident, and fulfilled. I can't wait for you to hear his story, so without further ado... Here's Dominic Lawson. Let's go. Hey, Dominic. Thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I am so excited to have you here as my second ever millennial. Awesome. Very awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I, you're not I, first. <laughs> I really wanted to be first, but hey, it, it is second is not too bad. Second is not too bad. <laughs> So this is, I'm really excited to have a millennial on because millennials are just coming into the midlife experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it it started as soon as I I turned 40 as well. It, it, It was, it was interesting. Oh my gosh. So you have to share that story. Okay. So I was, I was at a, at a big mental health conference in Orlando, Disney world, right? It was me, my wife, the family, the whole nine. Right. And so on 
30 at 39 uh, it was the day before we left i felt fine i went to bed you know could feel like i could you know lift lift a two-ton car this that, and the other not a problem with the bed that night wake up and all of a sudden like there's this neck pain that just downloaded into it like right there and then like this back pain just showed up out of nowhere oh, and no. then all of a sudden there's this this random pain in my leg like i couldn't even tell you what part of the leg it was in it was just weird like it was it wasn't quite the shin or the calf but somewhere we're in the middle where i'm pretty sure science haven't discovered what that's called yet that's where the pain was and so i was like okay just kind of like the movie suggests this is 40 i guess and so that's kind of my welcome to uh this new chapter in my life kind of kind of ushered itself i guess so a question Mm -hmm. Did you immediately go, oh, no, I'm 40. This is the end. Or did it did it did? Is it like after some time you looked back on it and went, oh, my gosh, I'm still in pain. <laughs> that was when it happened. Oh, no. Like which of those two? Not really either one of those. I mean, the, the pain, I was like, what is this? But honestly, I honestly was looking forward to this part of my life. I, I have this theory that like, you know, like this is where the prime years are. I, I've always thought this, but then again, my parents always thought I was an old soul. So you do with that what you will. But I always thought that, you know, this was going to be the start of the prime dominant, like optimum dominant. Like, you know, I have like a lot of like, you know, as far as careers going well, uh, earning potential is there, you know, family is, is everybody's okay. We have, we have the, you know, the prototypical, you know, uh, you know, house and family and career and all this other stuff. And so I was actually looking forward to this part of the my, my life, honestly. That's awesome. I love hearing that because I have to tell you, I had no, I personally had no, I didn't think about midlife. Let's put it that way. I, you know, when I was a kid, I very clearly saw myself in my 20s and 30s when I would think about myself as an adult, I'll put in quotes. And I'll tell you, I was totally afraid of aging. And I I could maybe picture myself older, but I think my image of what that oldness looked like was a scary picture of, mm. of all the aches and pains and all the things that could go wrong. And the, the midlife for me just kind of, I didn't have a vision for it. And then all of a sudden I was 40 and I had the two young kids and I'm, and I'm trying to refigure myself out. Mm -hmm. My forties were tough, Dominic, I got to mm -hmm. say. And I think it was because of my mental set. I wasn't looking forward to it the way you are or mm -hmm. have been. You know, it, like I said, my parents would tell you that I'm an old soul, right? So, th so there is that part. And honestly, if, I, if I'm being completely transparent, uh, I, I definitely, you know, battle through anticipatory anxiety, right? And, and, and trying to like, what's next? What do I, this, that, and the other. And so I actually had a conversation with a gentleman years ago, and he was just sharing with me how like, you know, in your 30s, you're figuring stuff out, and then your 40s and your 50s you really start to hit this stride. Like you, you're, you have all this knowledge that you have, you have all this, you know, accumulation of experiences and stuff like that. And so it kind of really prepares you uh, for the next phase and the next step in your life. I, I honestly, I've never felt more, more confident, more sure of myself uh, than I do at this very moment talking to you. Like I, I was, you know, 
socially awkward black kid growing up in Memphis, Tennessee, you know, uh, you know, didn't, you know, I'm not going to say I didn't quite fit in, uh, but it was definitely a situation where like, you know, I'll, I'll try to, you know, talk to a girl and get really nervous and, and, and it doesn't go according to script. Like, yeah, that's not <laughs> what, what was supposed to go on in my head. I, I envisioned this very differently, uh, you know, stuff like that, trying to hang out with friends and stuff like that. But uh, as as I've gotten older, I've I've gained more confidence. And right now at 40, uh, turning 41 later on, I've never felt more confident, more sure of myself and more uh, just feel like I can just tackle the world, honestly. I am so excited for you. That's amazing. That's amazing. Roll with it, man. Absolutely. I will tell you, like, I feel much better now in my 50s than I did through my entire decade of my 40s. I feel like I'm just getting started. And I all those things that you're talking about. And I think, I mean, you're doing something you love right? You're doing right. podcasting that is incredible. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it on you that you love it. I'm assuming you, I, you love know, it. I, I absolutely do. Absolutely yeah. do. It's, it, it's, it's funny because uh, as a kid, I, again, this is where that socially awkwardness comes in. I was the kid, you know, up late at night watching like political conventions like, like the dnc and the rnc i would stay up like this is fast really really yes, absolutely. Wow. yes. I, I i was the kid who woke up uh early morning to to watch abc news right before school and and always watching uh tom brokaw peter jennings or dan rather after school right like i was that kid right and wow. so this idea of like broadcasting if you will had always appealed to me i had always loved telling stories i had always telling love sharing things that people may not have known before right and so when podcasting kind of came on my purview uh in my uh mid-30s it was like almost like a no-brainer it was like all these accumulations of stuff that i had you know experiences growing up just kind of came into this one medium this one platform and that came into podcasting and so it's just I don't know. It's like the universe just loves when a plan comes together, I guess. I don't know how to explain yeah. it. Don't we live in an incredible time where we, any person who wants to have a podcast, have a platform, have a YouTube channel, have a whatever with no gatekeepers right? and just a mission, a message and a desire can learn what they need to learn and do what they need to do if they if they're willing to dig in right. and make that happen. Isn't that incredible? It, it, it's amazing. I, I still remember those uh, those AOL DVDs coming in the mailbox, <laughs> right? And, and, right? And being fascinated. What Posters. Is this, what is this? What is this internet <laughs> stuff, right? You know, and, and, and it's coming to prove like the internet has become like the great equalizer. To your point, you know, it, it's the situation where I can start a podcast. There's nobody to come in and cancel me. There's nobody to come in and say all right, you're done. Right. You know, um, you know, especially as an independent podcaster, of course. Uh, but no, it's, it, it's, it's an amazing time to where voices that we normally wouldn't have heard before we get to hear now, uh, you know, and it's, it's, it's really cool to see so many people come up with different story ideas and podcast ideas and just different types of, 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 of content, whether it be podcasting or YouTube or even movies. People are shooting movies on this on this this piece of glass that we keep in our pocket now, right? Like they're shooting right. full length movies. It's it's bananas. And so I think that's just the beauty of you know evolution of the internet and stuff like that. So it's really it really is fascinating to see. 
Hey, we're going to take a quick break here because I want to let you know that this podcast episode is brought to you by Midlife Cues. Are you looking to live life more intentionally and grow personally as you get older? The Midlife Cues newsletter is the perfect solution for you. Every Sunday, you can open up your email to find a weekly newsletter filled with carefully researched resources and tools to help you live your best life. It's written and published by Lou Blazer, who left a successful career in corporate America and now focuses on helping midlifers be truly happy and feel fulfilled in the second half of their lives. You can subscribe today at midlifecues.com. So your first podcast was the Startup Life podcast, right? That was that was yes. like your first idea that you ran with? Yes, it, it was. Uh, started it back in November 1st, 2016. Uh, it actually uh, started as a blog. So a year before that, I was writing this blog because we had started a business and stuff like that, me and my wife. And people were asking, hey, how do you start a business? How do I go get an LLC? How do I go get a business license? How do I get a checking account and stuff like that? And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write this blog, right? I'm just going to write this blog. So that way all this information just be there for everybody to see. And then my wife was like, you know what? Maybe you should start a podcast or whatever. Like I hear this thing about podcasting, you know, you, you record audio, you upload it, maybe put some cool music to it and stuff like that. And then there you go. And then were you a podcast listener before that? Every once in a while, like every now and then, like okay. I, I knew of podcasts, like I'll listen to it and stuff like that, but not like the, the biggest of podcasters. But mm -hmm. uh, but but over time I got to know what it was, got to listen to a few things and get to see, oh, I get to hear this type of content. I've never heard this before. And then I like sports. So ESPN had podcasts. I would check those out, uh, you know, doing yard work and stuff like that, make the yard work go a little bit faster. And just to hear the different types of creative things and creative ways people use audio is just simply amazing. Yeah. Oh, so so now that you've mentioned that, we, we need to talk about your latest podcast because <laughs> I am so impressed with your with the narrative that you are pulling together and the sound design that you're using and he's blushing people you can't see him right now but I'm making him blush <laughs> um it, it's incredible so so your latest podcast is black as America mm -hmm. and it comes out once a month is that right roughly once a month right once, you know because because it's next level I I was I was thinking at first that it was a weekly. And then I went back and looked at it and I'm like, okay, I feel a little less bad about myself now because, <laughs> because it's work intensive. Like right. I, I am a podcast geek and a podcast junkie. And one of my favorites is Radio Lab. Their sound design, of course, is incredible. And and the way that they they weave bits together and interstitial music and underlying sounds and all the things that they do. But then at the end of the episode, you get the list of credits and it's like 20 people on the list of like right. who contributes to producing <laughs> right. that podcast and it's just you right primarily yes yes yeah, yeah. Like my, my, my wife chimes in she's the executive producer so she chimes in with like different types of hey maybe re-record that or something like that but when nice. it comes to oh it's good to have that set of ears oh yeah absolutely oh. because when i when i when i write and then I read the script like, uh, that doesn't sound right. And then I'll record it. Then uh, that doesn't sound right. And then my wife listens to it, you know, English major. So that helps, uh, you know, and so the, she'll listen to like, hey, maybe try this over again or re-record that. I, or I think we can say this and make it cleaner or something like that. So so that helps. But outside of that, it's 
it's just me. It's just me. It's uh, super impressive. And congratulations on your Webby too. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. That was that was an experience and a half, I have to tell you. Like, you know, we, we traveled to New York uh to for, uh, to for wait, I'm gonna interrupt you because for sure, people for who it. aren't so I just realized of course, of course. for people who are not podcasters, can you explain to them what a Webby is, first of, of all? Of course, absolutely. So the Webbies is a very prestigious award. They they consider it the Oscars of the internet. So people who create things for the internet, whether it be social media podcasting, you know, campaigns and stuff like that. And so they have a, a judge winner and they have a people's choice winner. And so we were fortunate to be the people's choice winner for a single episode for a documentary podcast, which we were very grateful for. What was uh, the title of that episode again? Because so, I did listen to it, but I didn't put it in my notes and it was awesome. Sure. Th thank you. That episode was Tom Lee, the everyday, uh, uh, the everyday American hero. And so that was a story about a gentleman here in Memphis uh, who saved 32 people from a, a boat that capsized in 1925. Uh, you know, and it, it's, it's always, you know, interesting to me how, you know, he saved all these people and he didn't know how to swim. And so I had heard that story a few times as a kid. Well, first, I didn't know that he was a black man. I always assumed he was white for reasons I share in the episode. Mm -hmm. But when I heard that story, I thought, man, we can really do something interesting with this particular story we really can do something innovative with this story and so we we did that and um we were able to you know win a few awards with it not just with the webby with a few other uh places but when we got the webby that was a big deal that was well a really deserved. big deal thank well you deserved, i yeah. appreciate that i've listened to a couple of your other episodes and they are just consistently incredible Tell me a little bit about your mission when you decided that you wanted to do this podcast. Sure. Uh, I'd love to hear about that. Absolutely. So with Black as America, I, I wanted to tell and highlight, you know, little known African-American figures and stories. When we hear uh, Black history, uh, just be honest, there's usually, especially me growing up inner city Black kid, uh, you know, there's there's three heroes you hear roughly. Martin Luther King, Frederick Douglass, and Harriet Tubman, right? And yep. again, and let me just be clear. It's not that they're bad stories. It's just that I've heard these stories over and over and over again. And so I wanted to tell uh, different stories. And then I, I, I read an article from a Hollywood producer who said, every story that needed to be told has already been told. And I was like, nope, that's not true. Mm -mm. That, 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 that's that's not true at all. Uh, and, and so maybe and I, they mean in the overarching, you know, right. sense. Uh, right. Like I a hero's see. journey. Yes. Yeah. Like that part I understood. Right. right? Yeah. But, you know, but I heard it differently. And, and so it just kind of spawned <laughs> uh, this, this project called black is America. And then I, I read after a few weeks after that, the story of Lieutenant John Fox, who, was a military um, personnel who went into Italy and called military fire upon himself. And I just thought as a military person myself, being a veteran, I just thought this was like, I'm not worthy to lace this man's boots. Like to call enemy fire on yourself when you, it's like, you know what's going to happen. You know what the outcome of this action is going to be. Uh, and he did it anyway. And so it just made me realize this goes to show that like everybody in America has a place. Everybody who is a part of this, this American story, these stories need to be told. Uh, and, and I've just felt that like trying to not tell many stories in black history just means the story of America is just incomplete. 
And so I wanted to share and highlight some of those stories. And that is why we have uh, Black is America from John Fox to Tom Lee, the episode we just did about Barbara Jordan from, from Texas, because we did a special Juneteenth episode. And so that is why I wanted to do this work with Black is America. Incredible. Thank you. Congratulations. And <laughs> and you. it all goes full circle back to that kid that was watching news stories. Absolutely. And all that. I it mean, does. it's incredible. You like you're it's it's like you're becoming you're becoming who you were meant to be in a way, right? Yeah, that, it's just weird how the universe works. That like it's almost like not only am I becoming that person, but I'm also giving 10-year-old Dominic what he probably needed as a kid. Right. You know, to have these stories, uh, because, you know, I, I, I have the story of Wendell Scott, who's a, a NASCAR driver. But growing up in, in the city, Memphis, you know, being a black kid, if you said, hey, I'm going to drive NASCAR, it's like, no, black people don't do that. It's like, what, what are you talking about? And that and the reason they would say that is because they had never seen it. Well, we had Wendell Scott in the 60s doing exactly that. Who knows? Maybe I would have become a NASCAR driver. Or maybe I would have done something else. And, and so it, it's very important to see ourselves in these stories. So that way we can like, you know what? Maybe I want to do that too. Maybe I want to go try that out. Because we all know exposure uh, is, is a big part of like who you want to become later in life. And so that's what I was trying to do with Black is America. And for hopefully anybody else who listens moving forward. Yeah. I think it is so important to have that thing that you can see in your future that pulls you forward. You know, there's something about that. And for me, I now have a different vision for what my old age might look like. And I think that's going to affect what my old age might look like Mm. because I'm able to see more possibilities. Do where do you see yourself? 70 80 years old do you have a vision for that um not quite not quite i like no too soon too soon (laughs) maybe you're like i just turned 40 come on (laughs) yeah i'm still trying to get over the the aches and pains here just (laughs) but 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 no what i what i i i see myself doing is probably you know maybe writing a book or you know just writing and creating new stories you know i think that's what i see myself as and in addition to being a granddad i want to be want to be a granddad like i want to i want to be out in the yard and see grandkids and like oh, hey look at them you know let me, let me let me show them how dom used to do it back in the day you know and then <laughs> and then proceed to hurt something new in, in that regard but uh I, I think that's you know just while it is kind of faint, you know, I see myself moving forward in, in that regard, but I think that's, you know, what I'll probably be doing, like writing stories, maybe writing a book and just being a granddad and and, and still being a, a, a really, hopefully a good husband by that time. So, yeah, yeah. I just want to encourage anybody listening also to start daydreaming about that stuff. I think that having that vision is very powerful. Absolutely. So besides black as america is the first podcast still going or is that shelved it's pretty much shelved now pretty much shelved and archived because you got your hands full right oh yeah 
You got a whole other podcast you do. There, there, there's there's two other ones. There's two other ones that that I do. Yes, uh, oh. for 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 work. Yeah. So the startup life, uh, it's over 300 episodes. Still, those episodes are still up. Wow. People can still listen to them. The startup life is my baby. It's it's without the startup life, none of this podcasting success that I've had doesn't exist because I was able to work out stuff talked to some amazing entrepreneurs and they've given me great advice. It really was just a big scam to get good, good business advice and free books, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Uh, but no, the startup life is, is still up and that. And from the success of that led me to the work I do at Meadows Behavioral Healthcare, which I assume is what we're getting into now, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I figured we may as well mention the fact mm-hmm. that you not only are an in, independent podcast producer, but you actually are doing it for a large organization so that that's incredible and then what's the other one that you're doing do you have two for that same company yes there there, oh. there, there are two there, there's two and and they're made in the same style as black as america that nonfiction narrative style and so um due to the success of the startup life i was offered a position at meadows behavioral Healthcare to be their podcast editor and producer of podcast and so i was taking over their flagship show beyond theory where we talk to clinicians about you know, the latest trends and happenings in behavioral health and mental health and recovery and trauma and, and addiction and things of that nature it's 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 very powerful work it's very meaningful work to me because while I am not, you know, in recovery, in traditional recovery, I have so much empathy and so much admiration, honestly, for people who walk that journey and say, you know what, I got to go get treatment. And so I really try to tell those stories to highlight that if these people who, who, who've gone through something can make it, the listener who's maybe going through something can, can come out the other side too and work that recovery. So beyond theories where we talk to the clinicians, about what's going on in behavioral health and mental health. And then recovery replay is where we actually journey a person's story of recovery from the very beginning. And it's very raw storytelling, uh, you know, have to use the bleeper from time to time. But at the same time, you know, I, I want them to be their authentic selves and share that story. And what we do with recovery replay is that uh, we tell the story of recovery from three different perspectives. There's the the person in recovery, obviously, you know, they tell their story and stuff like that. But when I started working at the Meadows, I felt like I'm only getting 85 to 90% of the, the total story. So I'm pretty sure a person's spouse has a story, a version mm. of the story. Maybe a, their child has a version, a parent may have a version of that story. So what we do is we tell it from the person's person of recovery perspective a loved one. So these like a spouse, best friend or something like that. And then a clinician. Uh, and then we take all three of those stories and wrap it into one integrated, one comprehensive story. And it's been extremely powerful. One of our senior fellows at the Meadows, Dr. Claudia Black, uh, before we released it, you know, they let her listen to the pilot. And she was like, "This I've been doing this storytelling in our space for four, over 40 years. This young man may have reset the the parameter of how we tell recovery stories. I've never heard anything like this. And so I just really thought that like, you know, people who are on these amazing journeys should get like a a, a hero's treatment, if you will, and tell that raw, have that raw storytelling and and be honest, open and honest, because unfortunately, like we, we have a lot of content out there where. I'm not saying it doesn't do the job, like it tells the story, but sometimes it's a little 
um, it's 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 a little too clean. So we really want to have that raw storytelling to like, look, tell me how bad it gets. If you're comfortable sharing it with me, tell me exactly how bad it gets. And if we need to, if we need to take a break, we'll take breaks. If we need to have you semi-anonymous, we'll make you semi-anonymous. If we need to change your voice a little bit to protect you and other loved ones, we will do that. But you know, these are the parameters I have to make you feel comfortable. But as much as you're comfortable with. Tell us the story as raw and as honest as possible. And it's been extremely uh, receptive, not just in the recovery community, but in the podcast community, because I've, I've had even other podcast studios reach out and say, hey, how are you doing that? Like, we've never heard a recovery story, recovery podcast sound like this. And also, and I'll just land my plane here. Uh, the, well, two more points that I'll lay in my plan. I'm a podcaster, Yvonne. I just, it's it's it, I talk for a living. I'm sorry, uh, but I love it. But the the thing is that I I really love is one when I I, I do the work and I and I put the podcast out there. I put an episode out there, and I get an email, and it's like I listen to the podcast. I'm going to get some help. Like it doesn't get oh any. It doesn't, wow. it, it, it chokes me up now. Like I'm going to get some help because, you know, when I first started working at the medicine, I'm just a podcaster, right? You know, it's marketing, you know, you, 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 you know, we're the right. best. This is what we do. We're, we're the smartest. We're the best. Right? Uh, right. But when you tell these stories and people email you, like I went and got some help. That's everything. That's, that's, that's more than any trophy. That's more than any download, any view, any podcast, Apple podcast review, like when somebody tells me they went and got help, it's, it's the, it means the world to me. It, it really does. It really does. And, and, and the second thing I'll share is that I love how uh, clinicians have used it as an educational resource for their clients. So it's not even just a situation where they're putting it on the podcast and it's just out there. They're actively putting it as part of their treatment or part of the curriculum after they come out of treatment, like, hey, this is the assignment. Listen to Recovery Replay. Listen to Beyond Theory. And so it, it just goes to show, Yvonne, that, like, you know, podcasting is great. And it, it, it has all these, it can lead to all these wonderful opportunities and avenues. But when you hear stuff like that, you know, it, it it's bigger than podcasting at that point. It, it's, it's something where it just hits the soul. And it's like, you're actually affecting change with your voice, with your craft, uh, with this thing we call podcasting. And I love every minute of it. I feel like podcasting has been a huge part of, um, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, I feel like there's something in here for you, Dominic, where podcasting has changed your life. I'm guessing. Correct. Oh, absolutely. What have you learned about yourself through the journey of becoming a podcaster in your mid-30s? How do you feel you've grown through this process? I remember going to therapy at 26 years old. And this is four years removed from being in the army, having a surgery. You know, I, I was in the army, had a viral infection of the heart. And now I have a, this ICD pacemaker, right? And that's when uh, you were 22, right? That's when I was 22. Yes. That's so no. young to have that happen. Wow. Right. Uh, married, newly born baby you know, the whole not very young life, life, life came quick in 2005. Wow. <laughs> it came quick. 
so I, I, and up until that point, I had always wanted to be in the army. Like that, that you know, I had always had a sense of service. Right. Uh, and so 22 years old, you know, army says, thanks, but no, thanks. Uh, you know, can't really stay with a heart condition and stuff like that. So a uh, little bit depressed, a little bit like, I don't know what's next. Like, you know, I've, you know, I've, I've retired at 22 and I know probably your audience talks about retirement often and stuff like that, but there is something to be said about retiring too early, right? Like, you know, I, I remember having a guest on, on the startup life. He said, if you want to retire early, make sure you're retiring towards something than away yes. from something. Oh right? my gosh. Yes. You know, yes. And, and that, that, that resonated with me. Uh, and I wish I had that advice at 22 because at 22 uh, I was very depressed uh very anxious uh I, I i literally yvonne no lie was like in my in the basement playing video games all day because i didn't know what else to do i didn't know what was next uh marriage started failing the whole nine we had another kid didn't matter marriage was still failing you know so i'm i'm, I'm in therapy 26 years old i'm talking to the therapist and i was like i don't i don't know what's next i don't know what to do uh, like, I, I feel like I'm 26 years old and like, it's, it's over. Like I've already retired, like uh, for your years and years, they tell you, you got to get to retirement age, stuff like that. But like, I've already done that. What's next. And she was just like, you're 26 years old. <laughs> okay. Like th there's so much out there for you. There's so much more, right? Maybe we need to reset. Maybe we need to reevaluate some things, right? You know, what's working in your life. What's not working in your life. And so it was from there that, you know, got divorced, uh, you know, moved away, reconnected with uh, a childhood friend of mine who was now my wife. Uh, we got married. We have a, a child now. And then again, still trying to figure it out. You know, my wife has started this company's educational consulting firm, and she brought me on as like our COO to kind of help run the business. And that was cool. And that was great. But honestly, that was the, probably the spark for something more. And so like I, I shared before, People were asking me, you know, how to start a business, what are the steps, and that's where this blog comes in. And so this is the part where I feel like I'm starting to find my voice, starting to find a purpose, if you will, in life. Like, okay, Dominic is starting to find something. He's starting to gain some footing. And this is from basically from 22 to 34. That's a 12-year gap of like trying to figure out what's next. That's a long, right? boy, that, that feels like an eternity, doesn't it? it? Right, it does. It, yeah. it, it, it does, right? And so start writing this blog, start finding my voice. Wife mentions, hey, there's this thing called podcasting. Maybe you should try it out. And so um, I, I try it out. And that's the thing about my wife. She always puts me in a, in a, in a place to succeed. Like it, it never fails. Like true enough, I'll, I'll be honest, like I don't want to do that. Rah, rah, yeah, like, and then, and then you go do it like, yeah, you were right. Yeah, you were, you were one hundred percent right. So she <laughs> started me on this path of podcasting. You know, started doing the startup life, and then it was when I interviewed the co-founder of Netflix. Uh, interviewed the co-founder of Netflix, booked them all by myself. No, no, not not a whole bunch of help as far as like you know. I, I did you, you do know, a little dance when you got the booking? I, 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 oh yeah, I, I did a I did a whole dance, uh, a whole dance, a cart flip, a cartwheel, and a backflip. Yeah, I bet. Uh, yeah, uh, because Yvonne, I have to tell you that like that was the moment, that was the interview, that was the episode. Everything changed. It, it, it told me like I can do this podcasting, and that was 150 episodes, right? Yeah. 
uh, I can do this. I can make something of this. And then from there, the founder of Dunkin' Donuts, uh, the CEO of an airline, uh, JetBlue, um, uh, the founder of Rue 21. And so all these amazing CEOs and business leaders, the chief marketing officer of MasterCard, it was just like this, this, this onslaught of like, hey, you can do something in that and in that moment and in that in that process, I'm finding my voice. I'm being more confident. I'm finding that my I'm being more confident outside of podcasting and 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 trying new things and stuff like that. If this was if this was, you know, 2000, I don't know, eight, nine, I'm not trying for a Webby like, no. Like there's no, that's not happening. I'm not going to be in the same conversation as Anderson Cooper and Hoda Kotb and, and, and people, no, I don't belong in those places. And, and so with podcasting, I, I didn't just, you know, I, I found my voice, but then I found that like, you know, through recovery replay and beyond theory and my work, black as America, I started helping other people find their voices, even if they're no longer with us and sharing their stories and telling their stories. And so, through podcasting, I've just, my confidence, I don't even know how to describe it. That confidence just, it just blew up in a good way. And and it's been fascinating to see. And now I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll do this and I'll do that and I'll try this. And so through podcasting, I really kind of, I found 10-year-old Dominic again, I guess. that that That's what happened. I found 10-year-old Dominic who liked to, you know, tell the news and tell stories. And so now I'm a 40 year old guy telling the news and telling stories. So there you go. You know, when there's, oh, I love that image of 10 year old, you found 10 year old <laughs> Dominic. I, I can't even begin to tell you how touched I am by that because I think our 10 year old selves had something. Yes. You know? Yeah. And it's before it's like before adolescence when you get crushed, right? right? Oh man, <laughs> and, middle and that, school. Don't remind me of middle school. Oh, <laughs> and that 10-year-old self, like there is something still pure and yet something that is um, you know, you've been in your body maybe long enough to have a sense of yourself at 10. It's it's the moment where I probably remember being just as confident now like I was then, like, like, like I said, 11, 12, you get into middle school, middle school's rough. Everybody <laughs> knows middle school is rough, you know, you know, and so, uh, but 10 year old Dominic is like 10 year old Dominic every day felt, you know, many days felt like Christmas and 40 year old Dominic almost every day feels like Christmas because like, I, I, I even make this joke when we have like, you know, uh, team meetings and like team gatherings. And people saying, "What do you do?" Well, like, uh, I, 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 you know, a podcast for the Meadows. Like, honestly, it's just a big scam until they realize they're paying me to do this. Because, like, I don't even understand why they're like the direct deposit hits every two weeks, and they still haven't figured out that they're paying me just a podcast. But okay, I'm just gonna keep doing it. But, but no, it's 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 finding two year old Dominic and that joy of happiness of like telling stories, telling the news, and just sharing information. Well, you're doing incredible, incredible work. I appreciate that. Thank and you. And I'm, I'm glad that it has been something that has uh, brought you personally um, such fulfillment. That is the best way to put it, honestly. So much yeah. fulfillment. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. So where is the best place for people to go find you, find your work? 
Absolutely. So um, all, all of my work, Black is America, Recovery Play, Beyond Theory, and The Startup Life still uh, on any major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, uh, I think it's called Google Podcasts now, stuff like that. So you can find us on all those major podcast platforms. I recently, at the urging of my my little sister who just graduated with a communications degree from college uh, and now on Instagram personally, I, I had a, a business page for Blacks America. It's like, no, Dominic, no, 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 no. You need to be on Instagram. You'd have a personal page. So you can find me on Instagram now at the real Dominic Lawson uh, on Instagram and also on LinkedIn, because I do leave stuff on LinkedIn as well at just Dominic Lawson, of course. So Fantastic. that's where you can find me. I will have links and show notes for people who are maybe cutting the lawn right now or doing their uh, chores around the house <laughs> or driving. Right. <laughs> um, so I'll have all those connections for people to come find you. And I, I cannot recommend highly enough Black is America. It's it's so good. And uh, I mean, I've heard one episode that you've been doing for them, but I clearly need to dig in more and I will. I appreciate um, that. Thank you. Thank you so much for being my second ever millennial. Thank you so much. Hopefully, hopefully I lived up to the hype. <laughs> you exceeded it by Thank far. <laughs> well, there you have it. Dominic's story has really given me an injection of inspiration. He's come a long way from that 22-year-old who was playing video games in his basement. The journey to what fulfills us can be frustratingly long and winding. I mean, think about it. It took him 12 years to dig himself out of that hole after that early retirement and start down the path that he's on now. And then it took him several years of cutting his teeth on his first podcast before he was offered the job producing podcasts for Meadows Behavioral Health and eventually to winning a Webby for Black is America. And who knows where he goes from here? Do you find yourself getting impatient with yourself like I do? I don't know about you, but at my age, I often feel like I'm running out of time. I wanna see success come faster than I currently perceive it to be coming. But I have to remind myself that I can only run my own race. I have to continually remind myself that the real payoff in taking on new challenges isn't about money or outward acclaim so much as it's about who I have to become in order to do this podcast, who I have to become in order to get on my skates every day, who I have to become in order to become the promise I was meant to be. And that journey never ends. I highly recommend that you check out Dominic's podcast, Black is America. If you want more information about Dominic and the other podcasts he produces, I will have all the links for you in the show notes. You can just go to latebloomerliving.com and look for episode 154. And hey, by the way, next week, August 2nd, is the season end for season three of this podcast. I'm going to be going out on a conversation with Lou Blazer talking about how we make room in our lives for 
new projects that we want to do. And part of that is taking breaks from our podcasts to make that happen or rearranging our schedules a little bit. So that'll, that'll be a cool conversation. And I also want to remind you while we're talking that August 9th is the next meetup for the Midlife Uprising community. And I would so love to have you come and join that group. If you want to join for one month free, just drop me an email. Send it to latebloomerliving at gmail.com. And I would be happy to send you the Zoom link for that meetup. It's Wednesday, August 9th at 4 o'clock Eastern time. And uh, you can just dip your toes, try it out for a month, see if it's for you. We are making waves as we age in there, ladies. All right, that is all for today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.